every morning. Arabile Gumede and Anastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Cappuccino with the CEO. Okay, so let's get into our cappuccino with the CEO. This one should be very exciting. We're chatting about Hirsch's Home Stores. Well, that's kind of what it was called. It's not necessarily just that now, is it? But we have the co-founder and COO, Margaret Hirsch, on the line. Margaret, really appreciate your time. I think you've become a household name, if, if, uh, if uh, you know, for lack of a better term there. But if I say to you, Umhlanga Rocks, 1979 in Durban, what comes up in your mind? Well, our little stop that was, uh, first of all, good morning and happy Valentine's Day. And to answer your question, as I think of our little shop, which was about as big as your toilet, it was so small that if people came in, we actually had to put the stuff outside on the pavement so we could let them in. And that's where we started with 900 rand, and we uh, and that was on our first day. But it went very, very quickly because the first day we had to put a sign outside. We had to pay a lot of water and deposit, and we had to buy some stationery. And so the first day, our money was gone, and our first day's takings were 11 cents. So, you know, I always say to people, it doesn't matter where you start, it's where you decide you're going to finish. And today, you know, we're a multi-billion rand company. And I always say to people, I don't tell you that to impress you. I tell you to impress upon you that if I can do it, you can do it. And if you just have the grit and the determination and the will to succeed, you can do it. Because um, I come out of a foster home with Luke Peter Marisburg. My husband was at Marisburg Tech only the past time of seven. So it's not as if we came from wealthy parents and we had a great start. We had no start. But we had, a, we had a decision and a will to do better. And that's when I try and, and I work in the schools a lot with the children and say, you know, you can do this. So I want everyone who writes on their mirror, um, I am enough and you are enough and you can do anything and you can make money. This is a land of wealth and opportunity. And you have to know that it is possible to make a lot of money here. But you have to work. You can't just sit back and let it happen. It doesn't work like that. You've got to work hard every single day of your life. I'll be 17 next year. I started work when I was 12, washing hair in a hairdressing salon. And I've worked every day since, and I've got a lot to show for it, much more than if I'd sat at home doing nothing. Sure. Absolutely wonderful story. Well, that basically concludes it. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> that story is absolutely phenomenal, Margaret. And, you know, my, my, my question then is, you know, when you started out on that day, was the plan, I know, I know it's always, you know, an idea of, of a dream even, yeah. but was the plan really to turn out as big as this? Or, and even that, have you even reached, you know, the, 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 the ultimate goal for the plan? Yeah, no, look, we hadn't made, made a decision like that at all. I was working and, and we'd been married for five years. And when I got pregnant, my boss said to me two words, you're fired. So, and those were the days before the TCMA. I took my handbag, went home and had to start a business that very day because I had to put food on the table. And my husband, when I married him, he was earning 25 rand a week as a refrigeration technician. And he decided, and those were the old days of, you know, um, 1970. Uh, two when we got married, 73, 74 when Alan J. Holman started game and Dion Friedlander started Dion's and Tony Factor was big in Joburg and Alan came home and said, I want to start a discount store. And I said, don't be ridiculous. I mean, we haven't even got food on the table. And he said, I think I'm going to do it. And you know, sometimes you've just got to take that leap of faith. You've got to just, just take that dive into the unknown. And which we did. I mean, I had no option because I didn't have a job. And um, we went from having two jobs and no children to having two children and no job in the space of a year. So that was a great catapult to get you going in the right direction. 
And that's how we started. And we just had to go forward. We had no one to fall back on. We didn't have wealthy parents to support us. We just had to make sure each day that we had food on the table and a roof over our head. And that was our first um, concern when we started. We didn't think we were going to make money. We were going to have lots of branches. We were going to employ thousands of people. We just had to put food on the table and a roof over our head. But we plowed the money back into the business. I think this is where most people go wrong. They see that money and they just want to spend it. You know, today, if you want to be successful, you've got to make money, but you've got to plow it back into your business. You've got to invest this and make that money grow for you. Mm. And if you do that, you'll definitely get ahead. And so you've taken, I mean, it's 40 years now since you've, you've essentially yeah. started the business. And, you know, it's absolutely thriving. How much more do you want to get out of the business? And when I say more in terms of getting out of the business, you know, how big do you want it to become? Are there even plans of, who knows, maybe even listing if, if that was ever, uh, you know, something you've thought about? Yeah, I don't think we're listing because we're a family business and we like to keep it that way. It's a very, very strong, powerful family. And our family extends now to multiple other families because we employ thousands of people and all of their families work for us as well. We also, what we do is we start people up in their own businesses. For instance, all my drivers own their own trucks and we help them to run their business successfully. My repair technicians, and we have lots of them, we repair air conditioners and fridges and stoves and washing machines. We've got gas installers, air conditioning installers. They all run their own businesses under our umbrella and we make sure that their businesses are successful. We started our first businesses way back in 1994 when we didn't know what was going to happen to this country and those businesses have thrived. And not only have they thrived, the children of those people are now working in those businesses and they have jobs and they have successful businesses to run. So for us, um, the growth is not just our growing our own business, but growing a peripheral lot of other businesses around us. And we also have ladies' meetings, networking breakfasts and in our stores where we help other people to grow their businesses, even if they're not aligned to our business. So our our passion at the moment is helping South Africans become entrepreneurs because I believe that the entrepreneurs of this country is going, is going to make this country strong. So we're going to take this country away from all the nonsense of the big corporates and the little guy working hard and making a good living. That's going to be the strength of this country. Margaret, Nastasia here. I've got a question. So you've been describing to Arabile the early days of the business and uh, how mm. your husband came up with the idea like, hey, let's start a business. Mm. I wanted to mm. know, do you remember an instant or a moment where the two of you sat and reflected and you knew you were on the right track with this business as though everything was flowing and coming together? Do you remember that specific moment? Um, you know, we sort of worked on our goals. We wanted to buy a house. We wanted to buy a motor car. We wanted to buy our own bucky. And we went from goal to goal to goal. And I think that's how you get ahead. You, you never reach the stage where, oh, gosh, everything's going swimmingly now. What is our next goal? What are we going to do next? At the moment, my next goal is to buy another piece of pro- another property in Cape Town and start another shop in Cape Town. So we literally went from goal to goal. We bought our first store. Um, we ran that one, and then we took over the old Nero and Gorn Pine Town, and we ran that, and it was successful. And then we opened in Broad Street, and then that was successful. And then we um, opened in Peter Marisburg, and that was successful for a while, and we closed it when it wasn't successful anymore. So it was just, and then we decided to go to Joburg. I mean, when you live in KZN, you go to Joburg, it's like going to Timbuktu. We went to the great unknown of Joburg, and we made it, and we were successful there in four ways. And then we said, let's, where else should we go? And we saw this place called Steuben's Valley. And we said, where's that? That's the first place they found gold in South Africa. Yo, that sounds good. So we opened a shop there. It wasn't that we actually sat down and thought everything's going swimming in. We literally went from goal to goal to goal. And to this day, we still set our goals every day. And we set goals for the day, the week, the month, the year, five years, and 10 years.
So your next goal, what is that? My next goal is to buy a property in um, Main Road, Plumstead in Cape Town and to build a massive shop there, um, which we are still in negotiations. We've been in negotiations for three years to do that, but it's going to be a fantastic, almost like a shopping center, and that's going to revolutionize Cape Town. Um, you know, we're very successful in Milneton. We've got a beautiful shop in Somerset West, but I need to be in the middle of Cape Town, so that's my next goal. Margaret, and, you know, mm-hmm. sorry. No, you can continue. And then the other things, we do a lot of giving back. So my new thing is that I'm, I'm building safe houses for girls. We started in Joburg. I've just bought a 17-bedroom house where I, I give accommodation to girls who come to Joburg who don't have anywhere to live. And they can stay with me for free for three months so they can get on their feet and get themselves right. And we help them to find a flat. We help them to find a job. We help them to put them to university or whatever they want to do. So that's a big project of ours at the moment. We do a lot of giving back. And that is my project at the moment that I'm working to have safe houses for girls. Like the old YWCA that's not so strong anymore. Uh, where do girls go when they come to the city where they need a job? Where do you live? And you know you haven't got the money for the deposit for a flat or anything. So this is, I think, going to be something that's going to revolutionize things in Joburg. And it's going to make sure that the girls, when they come to Joburg, are not preyed upon by, by other people. And that they have a safe place to go where they know that they'll be safe. And they've got time to save for their deposit, for their flat, for their first month's rent, and for their life in water. Margaret, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, You are absolutely doing really good things. We do this thing uh, every time we have a cappuccino with the CEO. And uh, normally, I I must admit, I think over the past few weeks or few months or so, there have been mostly males doing the cappuccino with the CEO. And I'm absolutely happy to have a female do this. So Arabila is going to ask you questions that are sports related. Or you could answer. Oh, on be- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look, I, I promise, Margaret, it won't be too difficult. It's literally just about which teams you support uh, and, and, you know, your favorite sport and, and, and which way you're aligned with all these teams as well. So which would you say is a sport you would follow a little bit more than the others? Well, I'm a swimmer, so I've just done the mid-mile, so I love swimming and I do follow the swimmers. Wait, um, wait, my wait. husband is a cricket fanatic. So you, you just did the Midmar Mile again at the age of 70. Yeah, that's right, yes. So, Congratulations. Yeah, so, so you can do it any time. I, I must say, my, both my grandsons went far faster than me. My 11-year-old <laughs> finished in 34 minutes. So <laughs> I've got a way to go yet. But um, yeah, so I, that's, that's my sport. But my husband's a cricket fanatic, so I've been all over the world with cricket. I don't oh, watch that fantastic. much cricket, but I do go all over the world with him watching cricket. Oh, that's and wonderful. Yeah. And my grandson support Arsenal, that I can tell you. They're, Ooh. Really, they're Arsenal fanatics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I don't think uh, your your grandchildren and I are going to mix. I'm a United fan, so that <laughs> might hurt a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. Alan, Alan's a Manchester United fan as well. So okay. You, you get on wrong with him. Yeah. There we go. That's going to work, certainly. Margaret, thank you so, so much for your time this morning. It really has been great having you on the show. Uh, You're absolutely wonderful. You're an inspiration to many. And I pray that the business continues to thrive and goes from strength to strength from here on in. And as you said at the beginning, happy Valentine's Day.